From the PSIA AASI Mobile Studios at Keystone Lodge, Keystone, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are kind of wrapping up fall conference with a lot of meetings today, and we're here visiting with Dave Schuling. Dave, kind of been a busy week for you. Yes, it's been uh, been very busy, but uh, incredibly productive. The, the, it's 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 hard to get get too exhausted because of uh, all the energy and excitement around you with all the great work everyone's doing. I was talking to Michael Rogan earlier and just saying, you know, the energy is still really high after what's been a pretty exhausting week. Yeah, well, talking to Michael Rogan, we we started actually with team training, you know, over a week ago, and we actually had a coaches meeting, and then three days of team training that went just kind of segued right into fall conference. So there was never really a chance to take a breath, just keep it rolling and keep the energy and and great work happening. Now, a couple of things at the coaches meeting that really came out, fundamentals of teaching and learning outcomes. What did the team really work on this week as far as those two topics were concerned? And then how did the presentations go to the executive directors here at Fall Conference? Yeah, so the last few Fall Conferences, there's been some work done on defining what those attributes, characteristics, behaviors of really what great teaching or, or what, you know, creating a learning environment optimal learning environment looks like and working toward defining those in what teaching fundamentals are and so the team actually embraced teaching fundamentals as a group and worked on refining those and distilling those down some of those statements that have been coming out of fall conference the last few years and uh, got them to a place where they felt comfortable then to pass them off to the fall conference groups to continue working on that and then the goal would be uh, we have educational leaders from all over the country, from all of our different divisions here, take those back to those divisions and actually put them to the test, uh, put them into application out in the field with the membership. And how does the word get to the membership? I mean, I, I know those are going to be worked into training and everything that, with the individual snow sports schools, but that takes a while, doesn't it? Or does the word actually get there and maybe that gets into practice this season? And similar to how... This, these groups have worked on our national standards. When changes happen to the national standards, they usually are put into almost a, a test phase before they're adopted and then, and then, um, and then voted on actually by the, by the national board. So um, a good example would be the five fundamentals of skiing. And it took quite a while for, for those to kind of come into their own and then eventually get put into the national standards and when they were uh, introduced and everybody felt comfortable with them, same thing. They went back to the divisions and kind of really tried to poke holes in them and, and, and make sure that they were truly fundamental and they, were, um, that they, 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 they worked in all situations on all types of terrain uh, with uh, all different types of uh, equipment. So what do you see as the fundamentals of teaching? Well, certainly the ability to, 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 to create that environment where, where learning can happen. And, um, and I don't have them in front of me right now, but, uh, but certainly, certainly the ability to work um, together in partnership with, the, with our learners 
to make sure that um, that they're comfortable in the environment, uh, that they're set up to learn, that there's ongoing feedback on, on both sides, that uh, that the learning experience could could potentially be modified depending on uh, what happens in the moment, and um, certainly to manage the risk. Uh, ultimately, is, uh, is 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 a huge component of everything that we do. We are in the outdoor environment, and there, that's an interesting statement there. It, it's not just about being safe, because let's face it, skiing and snowboarding, there is an element of, of risk, and sometimes a learner manages that risk, and that actually helps to, you know, them thrive as a learner. And so some people can use that uh, adrenaline, exhilaration, you know, actually to help them learn. So manage risk is, uh, is certainly very, very important. But um, it's a little bit different than just saying everyone's just got to stay safe the whole time. Now, how do the fundamentals of teaching blend in with learning outcomes? We could look at the fundamentals of teaching as, as maybe some of the observable behaviors that we can measure. And what we're doing with learning outcomes to create more consistency across, let's say, our assessment processes, our certification exams, is to figure out how we can make the experience of assessment as not subjective as possible or reduce that amount of subjectivity make it more objective and although sometimes those types of skills and attributes teaching people skills the soft skills that we talk about people may think they are harder to measure but um, we're looking at you know what the fundamentals are what those attributes are and seeing if we actually can place some measurement to those, so we're using the fundamentals almost as a way to be the assessment criteria um, for how we would measure the learning outcome, which would be the, and basically going into learning outcomes because we haven't done that, that's been a big focus of fall conference. When we set a learning outcome, it, we basically start with at the end of this lesson or at the end of this session or at the end of this certification exam, the person or the candidate will be able to, and then you fill in the blank. And we're looking for action words there. If, if they can say, make, write, or do, or demonstrate, something that's very actionable and powerful, then we know that they've achieved the outcome. So when we set up a learning outcome, we look to that. What, what is that person going to actually learn upon completion of the session? And then certainly the next phase would be, well then what, how do they train to that? How do they develop those skills? How do they learn those pieces that they need in order to achieve the outcome? We call those the learning experiences. That, that may be uh, homeschool training, uh, watching a webinar, YouTube videos, going out and practicing, jumping on a chair with a, with a peer, with another instructor, and, and, uh, and working on your skiing or riding together. And then the next piece is that okay, how do we know that changes have been made? How do we know that we're approaching and actually getting closer to achieving that learning outcome? We look at assessment activities. So those would be some very simply exam tasks uh, that we would look to, to to try to measure whether or not some changes have, have been made. And then we tie criteria to that to know kind of what level or to what, you know, just how how well the, uh, the the outcome has been achieved and and that's the that's the true measurable piece that uh, 
that we look to, um, and a good example would be if we're looking at the difference between level one to level two to level three, and the differences in that criteria as to how successful they, they meet that outcome. It was really interesting being a fly on the wall, going watching you go through this procedure where, I mean, you took a, a ski maneuver and you broke it down into very simple, definable skills that I could go out with up here, and it's very clear what you're looking for, and it would be very simple to go out and practice that. Yeah, absolutely. What we're what we're doing here is we're we're really working toward our strategic goal number three, which is in the spirit of consistency. And we, let's face it, we have 32,000 members. We have a vast, you know, geo, geo, geographic size of our, uh, you know, our our entire region with our association. And we have eight different divisions that are doing the assessment. And so what we're doing here is we're actually setting a consistency level, as, we, as we've called it, kind of the non-negotiables of all the things that we can agree upon in learning outcomes. But then as you start to get into the criteria and the assessment activities, it becomes very clear, and that's what the group's been doing, is to say, well, does that pass? Does that fail? And what defines whether you know, someone is on the fence uh, towards passing or failing? I don't like to use that word fail, but, but let's face it, a certification, we're talking about assessment. Um, that's another way to know that your learning outcome is actually written in such a way that it can be measurable because you would know how to actually fail it. Now, Dave, we've been talking a lot about exams, but how can the membership take learning outcomes and really bring that into their teaching? Well, yeah, we are using learning outcomes to, to align ourselves with each other, basically. Align the different divisional processes and set those consistent outcomes like we talked about. But when I mentioned how we develop a learning outcome where we actually have a statement of what the person will achieve upon completion, and then we talk about that action verb that's, that's measurable, it really is just a nice outline and template for setting up a learning segment or uh, a le your lesson, a clinic, could be an hour, could be a whole day, where you, you and your learner, you and the student, the instructor and the student comes together in the learning partnership and sets an outcome. Okay, what do we wanna do here? What are your goals and motivations? What would you like to achieve? And the, the, two, the two people or the group comes up with that outcome together. And then you, you set forth with uh, trying to figure out then how we're going to achieve that outcome. So we will start working on learning experiences. Maybe, it, maybe it's a progression. Maybe it's a task chain. Maybe it's a, a bunch of little steps along the way that's going to help change a movement pattern. And then from there, along the way, you're also then measuring success little subtle changes and you're making sure too that you're providing the feedback and that the learner provides feedback back to you to know that changes are being made and so we, we kind of can use the learning outcome model just to to build a very successful outline on how we would create create a learning segment for uh, for any situation now dave this sounds great but i want to know how is it being received by the different divisions and is there really a unification coming together it's pretty exciting to see. I'll say that uh, it doesn't take very long to get very excited about where we can take this. And um, 
we did a lot of prep work coming into fall conference. We actually put together uh, a video and then had follow-up webinars just to make sure that that everyone that was attending fall conference could could uh, have a kind of a level playing field with the content before we arrived. And um, I mean, let's face it, it's uh, there's been a lot of heavy thinking going on. And um, you know, a, a group of people that's used to being outside and learning by doing, for the most part, um, as educators, um, is suddenly um, inside and thinking about really, truly, what they do so naturally and how it relates back to, uh, let's face it, right back to the beginner and learning experience. And so, it's uh, it's it's been really cool because I think the 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 ultimate objective here for this program is to create that consistency not only so that it's consistent for the educators and the people doing the assessment but also so it's really super transparent and clear on the membership side of things and that's really the beauty of it so there's just there's no mystery I mean sometimes in the past there has been that well gosh I'm not quite sure I know exactly how to be successful in this situation. We're really trying to take, take a lot of that mystery out and provide very clear, measurable, um, you know, transferable outcomes that uh, both sides of the assessment equation can kind of really grab onto. So it's very easy to know what to train to, how to train to it, and then and know that when, you, when you're ready and you go to get, have the assessment, go to your certification exam, your your you know exactly what's going to happen in that moment, and hopefully even better uh, through that experience, learning can still happen, and both both sides know where that where the learner is or where the candidate is in that process by the end of the exam, and it's there's no big surprise. That's something that maybe has happened in the past too. It's is someone may not have been successful suddenly it's like uh, they're completely surprised that, that that would be the case. We're trying to minimize that as well. It sounds, in an interview we did a, a while ago, Jonathan Blue was talking about um, giving exams and talking with people afterward, and he said, the question he usually hears is, what did I do wrong? And what you're doing now really seems like what he said is the question he wants to hear is what do I need to do to pass? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I so the, the, actually, ideally, they come knowing, and then they're looking to to make those changes in in a, in a positive manner. And you know, so there's yes, it's emotional. It's an assessment thing, but uh, hopefully through the process, it's a, it's a real positive thing to say like, okay. I know exactly where I am right now within this standard, and I'll, I have a clear direction on what I need to go work on and who I need to maybe even seek out for help. So when I come back, I'm set up for success. Sounds like you're getting some good results out of this very busy and tiring uh, week. <laughs> super thrilled, super thrilled with everything. It's been, it's been phenomenal. I know you've got a meeting to go back to. Thanks for joining us, Dave Schuling. Thank you, George.